All warfare. What what was I doing? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Right. You could say it like a bear and growl your way through it. <laughs> All warfare. <laughs> you, yeah, you ready? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. <sighs> All warfare is based on the art of deception. Some zoo. This is seriously Seagal. Mmm, yes. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. <laughs> oh, no, indeed. Welcome to Seriously Seagal, episode 22. Woo! Here we are, deep into our t- getting deep into the 20s here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, getting we're serious getting about the films of uh, one Mr. Steven Seagal. Today we're talking about the 2003 classic uh, film. What out was the name? What was the name out of for a Kill. Out for a Kill sounds like a shitty James Bond movie. Instead, uh, this is a much better Steven Seagal awesome spy movie. thriller. Yeah, is what it is. It's something about a professor seeking redemption for his murdered side piece and his murdered <laughs> wife. <laughs> I have so many questions about this movie from the beginning. Dude, that's that's the, probably the easiest description you're gonna get. That was right pretty there. good. That was Listen, actually pretty good. But Rush. I I think uh, yeah. I might have some holes to pick in exactly what okay, Raj is saying. Let's do it. Uh, Seagal is doing his Indiana Jones uh, routine <laughs> in this one, being. Archaeologist Professor Robert, Robert Burns, Burns of Yale University. So we know who he is, Ugh. but do you want to tell our listeners who we are? I think that's a pretty good idea. We are the Seagal Goons. Of course, right here, listening, you're listening to the sound of my voice. This is P. Bear, drummer for the Van Burens. Next to me, not wearing a blanket. First listeners, time. Summer's here. First time. No, the summer is here. Who we got? I am the brown man, a.k.a. Flavor, saxophonist for the Van Burens, and... <laughs> Across Just, from us, yeah, we have, as always, <laughs> manning the helm. We got Mr. Smitty. Very nice. Roger, yes. were you trying to describe yourself further and then <laughs> <Yeah>. got stuck? <laughs> it had no more descriptors. <laughs> Raj, you look great. Raj recently went on a diet um, right before his black belt test, which congratulations, man. You're a black belt now. Thanks, He's dude. now Sensei Flavor. Sensei or Flavor. Sensei Brown Man. Sensei Brown this Man. This is true. We have a Sensei on the podcast. So when this man is talking neeks to you, and sometimes he will do that, um, this is a this is a real professional. This is a guy who knows what he's talking about. This is about. a house of learned doctors. <laughs> you better listen up, son. No, it's great. I haven't ate fast food in like over 10 weeks. You look awesome, man. You're shirtless as always. I, I should tell our listeners just so they can picture that. It's true. Always. It's true. Um, this movie Woo. was a surrealist Segalian nightmare. Dude, I love um, it. It was like it, uh, a cubist explosion of every Segal movie and reordered in, in the wrong place. And mm. the the sense of context was... Compl- ju- I, I mean, it was a little disjointed, sure. <laughs> listeners might remember that we were confused <laughs> you know, at episode 20, Code of Honor, by the twist ending. This movie was confounding the whole way through in certain ways. It, it, was, was, <laughs> it was a generic Segal storyline... Uh, but yeah. again, it was it w- there was a Dali-esque surreal quality to it that I I couldn't quite grasp. I couldn't tell if anything Much was like real. Much like the Dalai Lama. Exactly, like the Dalai Salvador Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, I followed. What was your questions about it? Um, well, first of all, okay. So here's my question. You say his wife and his side. Pe- who was Seagal's wife in this movie that he was avenging? That blonde chick that had it the was Russian that accent. Redheaded woman, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, the blonde one. The curly redhead. Yeah, yeah, it was the redheaded woman. I was calling she her like uh, Russianish accent. I was calling her N- Nicole Man Kid because she reminded me of Nicole Kidman. But oh yeah, Nicole quite. Kidman's gorgeous. Um, so that was his wife. What was yeah. his relationship to the his archaeologist lady that at was the his beginning? Like, colleague. That was his colleague. Was they she had a professor from too, or what? Wh- yeah, she was, was also the daughter of that one like Japanese Chinese guy that he like knew from. Right. Okay. He right. hangs out with her dad, and and they yeah. have that maxim uh, off with each other. That yeah. advice off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So Seagal is is avenging the deaths of these women. I couldn't understand a lot of his. Uh, motivation throughout. So to set up the viewers, what what's happening initially is just. He, like, uh, Steven Seagal's Professor Robert Burns, they're on an archaeology <laughs> trip in China, and, like, he recovers this idol, basically, which is empty initially, you see it. And then they see, like, one of these, like, Chinese, like, gang members, Mr. Chong, is that the guy? Mr. Chang. They're Mr. out Chang. on the dig, and they yeah. see this dude stumbling into the situation. he's just, like, wandering around and, and like, he breaks breaking stuff. a plate and shit. And assuming, I'm assuming he's part of, like, some deal, because then, like, they basically, Seagal and his colleague, this girl... 
who I thought was his wife originally. Right. She seemed um, like could have been. And his the wife. reason we thought he was his wife is because in the trailer they're like they kill his wife and like they show this lady dying. So I assumed that was his wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the trailer they, is very misleading. They yeah. go back. It to could the be tent. his Gumar. Yeah. They. He always does have one of those. They. Uh, <laughs> he goes back to the tent and now that idol is filled with some sort of opium or cocaine or whatever it is. So. Right. But I don't, yeah. And then immediately they go on the run, and these goons start chasing them in a car, and shooting at them, like without right. any questions yeah, asked that or was anything. So like, weird. Do this they now think scene, that he's stole it, their drugs or something? Like, why are they shooting I him? In that the first was one place? thing. That was that was like very confusing right off the bat. We, we, what's their motivation in trying to track down and kill him? And what did he just? Did he just went in there and looked and saw that that was and there saw the and, thing. and that he was going to get in trouble for it. Yeah, right. So and he then ran. they. Yeah, and then they started chasing him, and there was a shootout. And then all of a sudden, they just disappear during the car chase. Well, they right. kill his yeah. colleague well, remember somehow. He, he that asked... bullet penetrates. The... Oh my God, that seems ridiculous. But can we just like can we rewind just a little bit? Yeah, through, sorry, through we're, we're getting out of control here. It was very unsagal of Segal while <laughs> while he is being an archaeologist, Professor Robert Burns, with his lovely young colleague here. The other dude. A, a man who is the bad guy walks mm-hmm. into this archaeology site and steps on a plate, crushing it. And Seagal doesn't do anything about it. I'm a changed man. <laughs> Seagal, I mean, Seagal throughout, only, the bad guys just provoke him into into coming after them. Yeah. And that's all they're concerned about is him coming after them. Well, I think so he's it, not causing any trouble because later you find out in his past that he's already served time and stuff. So maybe he's just like, you know what, I'm going to try to stay thief, out of trouble. But he was a right? Yeah, but you know, you don't know what else he had to do while robbing. Maybe I guess that's a good point. Down. I guess that's a good point. <laughs> Gotta right. put a motherfucker down. <laughs> right, but so long story short, as you guys say, he he discovers the idol that he just unearthed is now full of a green powdery substance. I think mm-hmm. it didn't look like cocaine. It didn't look like marijuana. Not that I know yeah. what these things look like. Um, but then he, is straight. he asks his colleague, "How far is the border?" Kazakhstan or China? The Chinese part of Kazakhstan. It was yes, I think we're in the Chinese part of everywhere that we go to in this movie. Then they they hop into a jeep and suddenly we have a jeep chase. Um, yeah, these, apropos yeah. of nothing. Yeah, and of course that famous shot. What happens? They, what happens? Flip? These bullets start penetrating the back of this vehicle, like slowly, and then one goes through the vehicle and through like the seat and like murders this chick basically on impact. It looked like a slow motion cartoon of a gun shooting. Yeah, uh, it, from it a was. POV. It might have been. It, I think it was trying to be Matrixy. A lot of this movie is very heavily stylized, and I think yeah. Boondock Saintsy and Matrixy and tries to be Tarantino e sometimes, uh, but just on a serious, serious, serious budget, it looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then so yeah, the colleague the colleague is killed, and we're and all. He looks so torn up about it. I thought it was, again it was his wife. At this time, it was, anybody in this movie might think it was his wife. Yeah, he does the scene where he's holding her body. Yeah, like, why going, are you no! holding this body? I mean, I've had a couple colleagues that, like, yeah, sure, I'd hold their bodies if they died, but I don't know <laughs> if I'd be that upset about it. Raj, would you hold my body if I died? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't let you die, P-Bear. The whole thing? Would you hold the whole thing? What? Yeah. Okay, all right. I mean, I don't know if I'd get down by your legs and shit. That's weird. I'd hold the upper part of you. Okay, that's what I thought. That's I don't what think I a picturing. bullet would penetrate you, though, man. You're a bear. You know how much... Have you seen The Revenant? It takes for a fucking lot to put a bear down. That's true, man. That movie was crazy, except for, like, it had long, dull moments, but then it had, like, insane action sequences. Because of this podcast and how much time we've sent, spent with Seagal, I am now picturing Seagal mauling Leo DiCaprio <laughs> and uh, dragging him around the woods. I could see that. I would watch that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had a fun like a time with this movie. It was crazy. But basically what happens after this is that the, the he goes to jail, right? Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we continue, Wait, I do to have jail? to... Uh, yeah. We did me- we did kind of leave out the whole club shootout scene in the beginning. And oh, also yeah, okay. the table of men comes oh, before yes. this. Okay. Oh, oh, really? The, yeah. Let's explain the table, table of, men. of men. The table of men is very important. The table of men. The table of men. So let's... Uh, <laughs> so the table of men is essentially... It's the leader, Silo, mm-hmm. and his basically squad of goons that are running different operations of drugs and It's the Chinese mafia. And yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And I got all their names. I was able to write them Go down. Go for it, Smitty. Let's hear it. Silo, mm-hmm. Sang's... Z Lee, Zin or no, sorry, Yin Kinchi, Yin Kinchi, Li Bo, Li Bao, 
Fang Lee. Fang Lee. And Mr. Cool, Chang. Russian. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Chang. Brown man, that was not cool. Hey man, I'm brown. <laughs> but it's Smitty, all good. very good work for getting all those guys' names. <laughs> I didn't get any of their names during the movie. I I just didn't. Well, they were care. written on the screen. So right they're the each of like That's the, the heads, basically. Why. They're his. They're his like main like squad. You know. Okay. They're like. They're the, the capos. They're the disciples of his Jesus, if you will. Okay, okay, that's it's a weird analogy to make for the the I bad guy in this movie. These bad guys, we keep cutting back to this table of men. Um, table of men. <laughs> and the, this is the only time we see many of these bad guys, except for their kind of uh, subsequent death Demises. scenes. All, um, all of the chairs are filled, and it's like this slow backing um, like shot, and it's basically focusing on like out, the leader, yeah. who is um, Silo. And he's sitting at the head, and it's just like kind of backing up, and then you see all these guys sitting to the left and right of him. It's a table of men. Table and there's of a, men. There's an ashtray for every single person, oh, too. Oh, yeah, dude. They're smoking oh, they're hard. They're smoking like chimneys. And, and just like Keith David and a good man will keep cutting back to this one location for all these guys for them to continually get uh, more excited and anxious about <laughs> Stevens, uh, Professor Robert Burns <laughs> the being Lo, successful at his job. Right? The okay. These professor. guys could have done anything throughout the movie. They just to, sat there and they did just nothing and, wait, and, waited, there. and waited for him to kill them. And fretted and g- kept getting well, informa- no, more information about them. Tried to go after him, they just died each time. Go after him all at once, god damn it. Yeah, that's like one of these like Man, fight scenes you see in an don't action know movie. He's gonna go after him all at once. Uh, spoiler alert the metaphor for Seagal's success is that every time we cut back to this table. One man is missing, so there's an empty chair. That's so cool. I love that. And part. it's always that same backing up shot from the head of the table, and yeah. then you'll see like I liked that. I thought it was cool to disappears. do that continuity. They literally filmed all these scenes in 20 minutes. Yeah, and they day. just they're like, all right, now you uh, go get out of your chair and leave here. You're dead. Your character's dead. Let's do one shot. All right, now you leave. And These characters are always wearing the exact same clothes too. I, I just want to hear your guys' guesses. How long a span of time do you think this movie covers? Oh my god! Because it's no fucking idea. insane. I don't know. They kept saying the days. And every times. five, like every five minutes, there's like a new like like little thing that comes up on the bottom of the screen saying like what day and time it is and where they are. And, and not, it's happened so many times I couldn't keep track. But just day of the week. Yeah, it would no, be not like even Monday. It Thursday, has no. It could be Monday Saturday. three weeks later. Yeah, I, I just didn't point. care. It was so pointless by the end. It was like, why are you giving us uh, this information? I feel like we saw a few Mondays go by. Several Mondays. It, it was at least. It could have been three weeks. It could have been five years. It I could mean, have he been was in prison a for day? a while at the beginning of the movie, right? Hey, man. You know, like we've talked about before, in prison culture, time works differently there. You know what? Speak, <laughs> speaking of which, take, take, take us to a certain part of the world, man. Yeah, we need to talk about the tastes of the geography. Let's orient our viewers. Maybe if we you should will. actually call it the did, flavors. Did you get what I just did there? Of the world. Like I'm trying to ignore it. That joke. <laughs> flavors. I thought that was fucking tasteful as shit. Of the world. Of viewers slash listeners. You're like, what? There's viewers? Yeah. There is. You're missing out on secret stuff. Come communicate with us and we'll tell you about it. Hit us up at Seriously Seagal on Twitter. Seriously Seagal on Facebook. Yeah, tell us your thoughts. Out for a kill, 2003. Okay, Flav, what do you, what do you think about the scenery in this, uh, in this particular film? I found out that we are literally in the Chinese part of every single part of the world. <laughs> Whether yes. it be Serbia, Paris, what was the other place we were in? Bulgaria. 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 There's a... There is a very New Haven. S- yeah, New Connecticut. Haven. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yep, New Haven. Uh, um, Yale. You were in the Chinatown of Yale University yeah. at one point. Hey, I believe. we filmed our first Pee Bear on the Brown Man at Yale. That is a classic. When yeah. that lady was like, "You can't be talking about the president." We're like, "Lady, have you seen who you're talking to right now?" Like, <laughs> this Pee Bear and the Brown Man, motherfucker. <laughs> and I got my shirt up. I'm like, "You really think we're a threat?" Like, come on. All right. That's a classic. So, we should post that on the Facebook page. Yeah, actually. we should. Our acting was not not the best. Mine no. wasn't at least. I feel like I've gotten better since then. Uh, maybe. <laughs> hey, hit us up, listeners. Tell us what you think. Has uh, my okay. acting gotten better? Flav, what did you think of the scenery in this film? Dude, there was so many little Chinatowns, like, everywhere we went. I am yes. so impressed by the fact that we I don't know if Indians do that. Like, if you went to, but maybe in Paris, but, like, Bulgaria, I don't think there's, like, a, an entire section of, like, Indians. Like, a little India, you know what I mean? It's, I don't think that's possible. Um... We actually here in where we are in Quincy, we actually live in a little Asian town of ourselves. Yeah, it's pretty good. I dig you, it. You where where do you go? You you get takeout a lot from places. 
I, I have a, a variety of places you know to what? open up. Hey, listeners, you know why P-Bear goes to the place that he goes to for takeout? Because they have a panda on their <laughs> soy sauce packets. Exactly. And he identifies with the bear. <laughs> so that's why. And that's the only reason I ever eat Chinese food, too. No, it's great. I think... Because um, I love eating bears. I think this just proves, again, why, like, China's so thriving. They're very versatile. They, just, they can adapt to anywhere they are. It's great. <laughs> It's fucking amazing. <laughs> you sound like Donald Trump right uh, now. Oh <laughs> my goodness! No, it's perfect. I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's a testament, dude. I'm telling you, Indians can't do that shit, man. We need very specific uh, places to be. Seattle, for example, Indians are thriving because of Amazon. Interesting. And Microsoft. That's South American. Um, <laughs> what in Washington, Seattle? The Amazon, <laughs> man. I didn't say Amazon. I said <laughs> Amazon, the company. <laughs> okay. All right. But I'm Ching, everybody. This is our two man, our good two man routine. P Bear and the Brown Man. <laughs> Comedy goalie, Raj Flavorman jumped in. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Your name is the Brown Man. I'm sorry. 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 Yeah, dude. You're. Oh, you're gonna anger some you're gonna people. You're gonna get here. it. Oh, Sensei's gonna kick my ass now. Um, what about the other another place that you love to talk about? Prison. Oh man, prison. <laughs> this time, <laughs> prison culture was. Not see that much because Stephen got out pretty quickly here. Like, what about our buddy, <laughs> our buddy King. that he meets in prison, King? I what happened King. with that? Yeah, he screamed to come back for me too, and he, he didn't come back for him. He made yeah. such a good impression, and then we never went back to him. I thought this was going to be a, a Tretch style DMX jaw rule. <sighs> I, I don't think you could beat Tretch. Style dude, that, that guy was the best. Tretch is your favorite now. Tretch is definitely my favorite. Uh, quick, quick rankings: Tretch, DMX, Jaw Rule. Crutch. Trans name is Trench. Rule DMX third. What about Keenan Ivory? You what about Keenan Ivory? You love Keenan Ivory so he much. He would probably be second. Keenan Ivory second. Trench is number third, one. Four, yeah. Fourth. Well, okay. So Steven Seagal in prison befriends this gentleman named King who was arrested. Okay, they're in Chinese prison. If we could point this out, he was arrested for smuggling. Chinese weed. prison in Bulgaria, right? No, Chinese no, no, prison. They're here. in China. Oh no, they're in China at this point. Yeah. Okay. This guy King was arrested for smuggling weed across the border. <laughs> yeah, he was like, <laughs> "Man, I was smuggling weed across the border." He's a young like, African American gentleman. What is he, gentleman. What what is he doing there? Oh <laughs> uh, man. Speaking of, what are you doing here? Uh, I would say that to every actor in this movie. I'm yes. so sorry, guys. Um, but can we maybe start to get a sense of some of the characters that we have in this one? Yeah. Can we maybe send it to one of our favorite segments called the Keith David non Memorial MVP Award? Oh, shit. Hey, Keith David non MVP. Keith, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great today. Happy 22nd episode, boys. Thanks, man. Thank you. Catch me on <laughs> the new hit program, which hasn't aired yet, Greenleaf. I play the Reverend Greenleaf of the Greenleaf family oh on the OWN God. network. You're on the Oprah Winfrey network, Wait, dude? What's it called? It is called Greenleaf. What? I play Reverend Greenleaf. Nice. It's called Greenleaf. It's okay, okay, good. <laughs> I play All Othello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, Keith. To be or not to be. <laughs> is this a dagger I see before me? Is the sun and Julia <laughs> is the sun. Fuck. <laughs> Keith, go away. <laughs> go away. Oh hey, how's God. your poker game with Father Flavor? I'm, a, I'm not here. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, bye, Keith. <laughs> Creek, slam. <laughs> Oh man. oh, man, that guy. I think what? Father Flavor is getting Keith riled up these days. Where, where has Keith been this whole time? Keith has been in the, the mudroom. He's been Wait, living in the mudroom for eight months now, dude. I haven't been in there <laughs> since the winter. He goes and gambles with Father Flavor that. and Screwface, and then he comes back and lives in our mudroom. I think he's basing his... <laughs> I think he lost all of his savings already. He lost all his money. That's why Oprah has to pay him now. And I think he's basing his Reverend Greenleaf character. Did you guys hear he mentioned that he's playing Reverend Wait, Greenleaf on, on Greenleaf? Reverend Green Greenleaff? Oh, Reverend Greenleaf. Greenleaf. Okay. It's on the yeah. OWN network. Yeah, oh, dude, that's nice. pretty big, oh. man. Oprah Winfrey network. I think he based the character on Father Flavor, too. Just a heads up. Okay. All right. <laughs> Keith Wait, David, not we Here we go. I want to talk about, uh, just because this scene comes up in prison, uh, these two detectives that show up. Um, okay. Who, for some reason, are following Seagal around throughout the film. So it's a DEA agent. Right. Ed Gray is his name. Ed Gray. And then there's this uh, Chinese detective. I don't know what agency she's working for, but her name Tommy Ling. Tommy Ling. Okay. Yeah. Ed Gray. I, he reminded me of Christopher Maloney. Um, yes, from, dude. That's uh, exactly what Hot American what I was Summer. So I was calling him Christopher Baloney. That's a little. It's <laughs> oh, 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 a oh, fun oh. little pun on the name. Oh dude, man, I've had he liked in so puns. Long. But I love this guy because okay, they're in Bologna. Chinese prison. And he's this hard knocks New York cop <laughs> who is 
uh, suddenly is, his affect is, oh, oh you're in Chinese prison here, bud. What are you going to do about it? Hey. Yeah. And he doesn't speak any Chinese. Yeah. Why is he on this case? He's pretty well traveled, too. For, yeah. uh, <laughs> These guys go everywhere. Yeah. Christopher Baloney and uh, what was the other one? Tommy Ling. Tommy Ling. She's great. I mean, she yeah, kind of figures good. it out. I love how she just like ra- like like picks up clues and then she's like, guess we're going to Europe. Like, <laughs> she what? picks up a matchbook and says, we're going to Bulgaria. Aren't you like detectives that make like 30 grand a year? How are you affording these trips? Like, And oh, how are you getting to these places these so quickly? Like, It's like Wednesday in U.S. and then it's Thursday in Bulgaria. It's like there's definitely like some lag there. How did you get there in like less than a well, day? Well, that's what I'm saying. It could be Thursday two and a half weeks from now. It could be. Oh, I didn't think about it like that. Because like, those they're traveling very quickly. Those title cards were not truthful. Sometimes very that's misleading. what happens when you end up in Chinatown, man. <laughs> Forget it, Flav. I've it's been, Chinatown. I've been to some hot pods, and I come out, and it's like eight hours later. I'm like, damn, I was eating for eight hours? <laughs> I think Christopher Baloney and, uh, and his partner in this one experienced something like that. There's a weird, weird sensation of time. There, there. is loss of time involved. Oh, my God, yeah. Mr. Smitty, who was your non-Segal MVP? Ooh, geez. Okay. My non-Segal MVP, I think, would have to be... Oh, my God. This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go King. I had to go King. King, who appears in I one scene. I have to go scene. King, yeah. What is the, what I is was the thing really that hoping for him to come back right at the last scene of the movie. He absolutely should have. Because doesn't Seagal like, ask, ask Tommy Ling to, to go get him out of prison at some point? Isn't yeah, that I'm a pretty sure, mix? yeah. That was a weird... They must have cut that. The and editing like, of this movie was out of mm. control. And the last time we saw King, he was like, Don't forget about me, birds. Don't forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Flav? Oh, man. I, I'm sad because I want to... I wanted to have my MVP be a real MVP, but he turned out to be a piece of shit. It was going to be Crash. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Okay, talk about this guy. What is Crash's job? I have similar feelings <laughs> about him. He's a fucking daredevil pilot is what he is. His name is Crash. That's so terrible. It was a pun because he's never crashed before, as that's they like, said. That's like a chef named and he's like, So you meet this guy in like the early parts of the movie when he's bringing Seagal to China and like... He gives Seagal his card and like they kind of chum it up and it's like you think that he's going to set him up for later in the movie to call him when he's in trouble. And then later in the movie he does call him when he's in trouble and yeah. you're like, oh yeah, this is awesome. And then you find out that it's a double cross because Crash has been working for these fucking people That was the along. most ridiculous scene. Steven Seagal is just like taking his airplane up and down violently, like pretending to crash almost to like get information out of this guy. Right, in a two-man small uh, two-propeller plane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who do you work for? That kind of thing. Well, yeah. almost slamming a plane into the ground. Then what happens? How does he... Does he just even out the plane afterwards? How do they yeah, what does happen? I don't even think we see the end of that. It just kind of like cuts to another place. It just cuts to another place. goes, okay, all right, now can you land us safely? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm going to give this back to you now, Crash. I thought that he and Crash we're gonna have a Harry Dean sling blade uh, uh, on deadly ground. Yeah, I thought is Crash was gonna sco- show up in a skippy and take care of business, but you know he didn't. But regardless, until he you know turned out to be a double crosser, he was my MVP. Other than that, um, there's not many enjoyable. Yeah, characters. there's really not <laughs> many characters per se here. Well, there are all the bad guys at the table of men. Um, table of men. I think a, a, an MVP, you to real MVP, goes to uh, voiceovers in this film because every single line was voiced over, and we never saw a character speak. Did you notice that? Especially in the beginning when they were at the archae- archaeological sites. Yes. Um, it would always show the other character's face that someone was speaking to. It wouldn't show right. the person talking, and it was just so strange. You could tell they got nothing the day of the shoot. Yeah. There's that full scene where he, he's in maybe a restaurant or something. It's an indoor scene with his gumar, his dead gumar's father, um, and the whole thing is just completely voiced over, and they don't even make an attempt to look like they're speaking. It w- That was very surreal to me, too. It was almost as if everyone in the movie had telepathy. And was just reading each other, <laughs> reading each other's mind. Or spe- there's maybe there's something going on in the world of, of out for a kill that everyone can just speak with their minds. I definitely caught a moment where uh, Detective Gray was talking, but his mouth was not <laughs> moving whatsoever. <laughs> he was not talking. <laughs> That's pretty funny. There's a lot of indoor sunglasses wearing going on as well. Yeah, there is. Everyone had those cheap ass John Claude Van Damme sunglasses. Do you think those are prescription? Remember when that <laughs> when he was praying in that altar for his. 
colleague's life, and then that samurai sword <laughs> people started attacking oh, him. Oh, yeah. That was ridiculous. I loved it. There were so many funerals was, for his wife and Gumar. There was there was three. There was cool like battles. at least three funerals. Yeah, I will say that about this movie. That was um, a good fight. There, the there fight were some good fights. Are fucking crazy, dude. I loved them. Would you recommend that people watch this movie ever? Yes. I don't know about I that. I would man. absolutely. Um. Yeah. The the fight scene where he he's going to Have some a memorial couple drinks beforehand, but definitely watch this movie. Some kind of memorial service for his Gumar and. Her dad approaches him at that point right. and says, what up? And he's a good guy, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the proverb off. Yeah. Right. right. They have the, pro- they <laughs> the, have the pro- proverb off. <laughs> did, you guys get, did you get any of that? Uh, some of it. Well, we might get to that in a minute. But then those two monks who seem to be assisting with the, the oils and the jasmine. Jostics. And the jostics, of course. They turned out um, to be. Immediately start attacking him with swords. <laughs> men. Yeah, they whip out like a samurai Dude, sword. and Steven's sword work was just on point. It was he a good was fight. killing it. I haven't seen sword work like that since I, I don't know. Out of reach. Oh God. <laughs> Episode <laughs> was, eleven. Yep, that's probably then, right? Uh, Stephen wears a leather jacket in prison. Uh, yeah, that that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because that sword fight starts with a flash of light. Did you notice that? They throw oh. some kind of smoke. Pellet. Oh, that sword. Oh, yeah, Wait, that right. sword fight happens after he gets out of prison, right? Did yeah, I after he gets out. Sorry, yes. sorry I that's pretty ahead. much that. The, the next thing that happens in the, the yeah, story they let the, him go. Right. From prison. Yes. Why are those detectives following him throughout the movie? Because they want him to find the real person. He talks about this later. I'll talk about it in my face. If he's innocent, the Pope wears panties. Oh! Ooh, oh. I'm living in China. Hey, there's a bear here. <laughs> hey, I'm a real cosmopolitan world traveler over here. <laughs> hey, get this guy a salmon. Let's go to Bulgaria. Yeah, I, so the, the cutbacks to the, the bad guys are the classic Casey fucking Ryback is on this train. Casey uh, fucking Ryback on this train? We must stop this Guaylo. Right. <laughs> yes, which it's means, of every, course, Guaylo, white guy. Which means white guy. And then we keep learning about his past as a, a thief. What was he stealing? Uh, specific types of arts. things. Arts Probably. and like fine types of antiques. So explain to me, in the beginning of this movie, his Gumar has been killed. Is he is Seagal going after the bad guys at this point? No, I don't think no, when so. He's released, right? Well, no, when he's released from prison, no. Yes. It's no, he's not. It's not immediately. It's after they have confront him. And when, when they kill his, his wife, wife, I think right, that's okay. when he really starts going yeah. out. There were so many times when I thought his uh, Nicole Mankid was going to die. There were a lot of setups that seemed to be threatening to her, but they never actually went after her until... They do, yeah. which was a really <laughs> weird se- like sequence. That scene that starts with Seagal saying the classic line, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was so awkward. And then he gets attacked by kind of the, f- the first mini-boss of the yeah. whole crew. Is that he's one of the guys? Is that one of the men from? I think it's Mr. Table Chang. Of men. Table of men. <laughs> it's Mr. Chang. Yes. Yeah. That's Mr. Chang. I think yeah, Chang's involved in that crew. So th- yeah. these guys, this is my whole, this is my whole. Cr- Can you play bad, batter, and worst? Just let's do it. Because I need to talk about this. I think these guys are fucking up big time. And I think you, y'all are gonna agree with me on this. All right, all right, all right. Bad, batter, and the worst is. <laughs> <worst. laughs> it was bad. <laughs> wow. Real bad. Um. The bad guys in this mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. get Seagal to come after him. Them. He yeah. he doesn't want anything to do with this. No. And in fact, he seems a, a little bit naive at the beginning and untrained in he the really arts didn't of killing. Know anything. And they kept telling him again at the archaeology site. He doesn't seem to have a problem with this dude leem- looming over everything. I think other Seagal characters would immediately yeah, snap no, this, this dude in half. No, this is entirely Silo's fault for pushing. The, he could have just not done anything and well, left Stephen the hell alone. If they did nothing, it would have worked. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. They didn't yep. need to go after Stephen. It was yep. weird that he kept pushing. I think everyone on the table too was like, "Dude, he doesn't really know anything." And then they're like, "We must see what he knows." Yeah, they, like, yeah, you know, they, I just told you he doesn't know anything. Yeah, you old exactly. bag. Like, what is he? Is he fucking having some memory they wanted issues? To tie, I don't know. They wanted to tie just up any sort of loose ends, even if he like, knew just he the little bit. Not taking I his like. meds. They told him a short-term memory. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I just told him he doesn't. He doesn't know anything. He keeps asking me if he knows something. I don't Ooh, know. that's actually a pretty good script there, Flav. Like a mob <laughs> boss who's losing, who's losing his touch <laughs> and maybe yeah. medically so. Dementia. Isn't it, that yeah, what analyze that dementia? and analyze this was about with Robert? De Niro it is. Yeah. And I guess that kind of happens in The Sopranos, too. Dude, with Analyze Jesus. That was a great movie. Analyze That was a great movie? <laughs> and Analyze This. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I thought the second one was funny, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, great. Shout out to Robert De Niro. Hey, if you like the podcast, come on it. 
Hey, Bob, come on the podcast, buddy. And Steven, you too. I know you're listening. Hashtag kill us unfilled. You're talking to me? <laughs> People can't see Our listeners can't see it, but Smitty just turned into Robert De Niro. His, that was unbelievable. Yeah. That was Godfather uh, 2 levels shit That's right all there. I'm going to do. Uh, that's it. It'll never happen again. Shout never. out to our listeners in Spain, in Hawaii. Of course. Canada, in Bulgaria. Canada, Serbia. Russia. Australia, North Korea. Yeah. And the U.S., of course. Antarctica. Mariana's Trench. South America. Do we have <laughs> any listeners continent. in South America? I don't think we've hit South America <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, people are going to be cro- going crazy for seriously Seagal during the Olympics. You know, you know he's carrying the torch, bro. Oh, man. Let's get that great. rumor started. Gonna Seagal's gonna carrying the torch. <laughs> and <laughs> Seagal has Zika. Zika. Yeah. <laughs> and he's causing so many birth defects. Uh, okay, here we go. So the he's back. released from prison and goes on this <laughs> rampage. <laughs> we've gone, we've gone we've over this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he... <laughs> <laughs> Everything happens. <laughs> this was the Groundhog's Day of Seagal movies. He it just really kept was. waking up on the and the same thing was happening, but it was just a slightly different guy. He was just killing a different person. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, basically. I keep my notes just say, what is his motivation? What are the consequences for any of this? I, or do the police get involved in any no, of these murders no, that are being committed? No, 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 it's just those two the detectives. And they're letting him do that. Yeah, why are these detectives letting him murder They're so always people? three days behind him or three weeks oh. behind him or whatever. Oh, I boy. stopped they taking notes halfway that. through because I was just so uh, I was just Did I was it really became a Seagal film reflected through a, pis- a prism and screened on multi- a multimedia of surfaces. <laughs> uh, it was like the Timothy Leary <laughs> endorsed uh, Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> yeah. Seagal film. Well, let's let's try and look at this movie through uh, the lines of Seagal. Actually, let's um, let's okay. take it to one of my favorite segments. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing there with the thing. The way you dropped that word in there. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. What is oh. happening today? Oh my God! See, we've gone off the rails. We've gone totally off the rails. There we go. What are your faves, faves, Flave? Oh, (laughs) listeners, I got some great ones for you today. Oh, listeners. You know, there was a couple ones that were just straight up like liners, and then there was a couple that were like weird like metaphorish kind of thing. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Yeah, d- dive right into it, brother. So the first one and and possibly one of the most easily understood uh, is the one that <laughs> he shares with his prison friend for a minute before th- we never see him again. King. King. And he's on his way out and he tells him, "What's well, a friend, a friend for life. You ain't going down no rat hole. And then the guy's like, come back for me, Steven. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, and then he never comes back for him. <laughs> this is the class, and and of course they're doing like a little bro grab during it. This is the classic uh, somebody giving Stephen a little bit of street cred situation that he has to have he with need, every he person of it. color yeah. in in every he single movie. Needs it. Oh my god. Um, the next uh, talk like a black man, walk like a killer. <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, the next one is when he's talking. He gets out of prison. and He's talking to um, his colleague's dad. And is basically telling him that he's going to go on this rampage now. Yes. And he goes, there is no mirror, no dust, no darkness, only the mind's light. You know what I have to do. I think you know how hard I'm trying to put my past behind me. Well, it hasn't worked too well. They say kill one to warn a hundred. I may have to kill a hundred to warn one. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Listeners, you can hear what we're working with here. This is incredibly cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is speaking in aphorisms to each other all the time. <laughs> they really are. Every conversation. What else you got? Especially okay, between those so two. Yeah, the, they go at each other with aphorisms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then he's got another one where uh, he's, t- <laughs> he's, he's just talking about sayings uh, where he says, My daddy always used to say, Steal a little, go to jail. Steal a lot, you become a gang. <laughs> that is a good one. All right, that's a weird saying for your dad to pass on to a channel, but all right. Yes, that is, that is something your father shouldn't <laughs> necessarily do. <laughs> but I guess maybe he knew that he wanted to be in the thieving business. So the next one I like, he's... The son's um, a good thief, what can I say? <laughs> he's basically shitting on uh, on this on this chick, and he's on the cop, rather, for fucking up the investigation. Yep. And he goes, you know, I like your style. I really do. You set me up in China, put an innocent man behind bars. Then you let me go, thinking I'd beat you to the bad guys. But my favorite is through your brilliant detective work, 
you caused me to laugh at my wife. She's like, I had no idea. He's like, you expect me to believe that? Well, believe this. I'll do your work better than you ever could. Stay out of my life. Stay out of my way. Ooh. Raj, dude, you yeah. you are killing it on this one. Yeah, you gotta get great. that podcasting acting award, dude. I'm I'm the going flavy. for it. I'm going for it. <laughs> the next, the next, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, these are great. The next one is particularly <laughs> funny because I just I was under I was shocked at his audacity. He breaks into this cop's house in the middle of the night. Yes, finds she her naked wakes in bed. up. Yeah, she like wakes up half naked and sees Seagal and she points a gun at him and he's just like he's like very softly like pushes it aside. And he's like, darling, you don't need to be like that. It's like <laughs> you just Ooh. broke into my house. Like yes, like what are you doing? That was so unnecessary. He could find her anywhere he wanted he could to. Could just knocked on the door. Sure, he did earlier. He was so, making a statement. Seagal, <laughs> he certainly was. Seagal <laughs> gets over his wife's death so quickly, and his Kumar's death so quickly in this movie. When the when his house explodes with his wife in it, he is immediately over it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, makes, make, he makes no like attempt this, like, to do anything. Uh, he makes like a frowny face you see through the flames. So then yeah. I got, and that's about it. Well, I, I got, got uh, two more, <laughs> and these dead. were the, probably the best of the movie. All right, here we go. <laughs> One was when he when he thinks he found Silo, but it's actually the last of the goons before he gets him. And he's like, I thought I'd find you here. Ask me to leave you alone would have been my pleasure. But you made one very big mistake. You touched the most sacred thing in my life. You killed my wife. I was like, nice. All right. Yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I call it a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's all right, I guess. No, okay. okay I thought it was pretty dramatic. These at the are time. some f- real faves here, Flav. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the last one I'm going to hit you with. You might not be ready for this, but here we go. A Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Let me okay. get ready as well. All right. Clench your butthole, Keith. All right. I am now clenched and ready. All right. A crane flies over the river. Peace hides danger within. I believe this is the riddle I solved by killing ten of your men. It seems to me that the ten people that sat at this table gave their life for you. You're pretty lucky, and you wasted that good fortune. You deliberately put ten men in the mouth of the tiger, knowing that I'd cut them down. You're a despicable man, and you cost me the life of my wife. Yeah. Wow, that, that really was a good, good one. Yeah. yeah. That's when he's confronting the final bad guy before he samurai swords the shit out of him. Silo. There really aren't any one-liners in this movie. He's not very quippy at all. He's very no, measured. They're, they're like uh, paragraph liners. And Yeah, and it's always a maxim. It's like a fable. Don't yeah. speak in fable. <laughs> okay. Yes. Let me, let me, t- let me, uh, right. regarding that last quote, this was something I found infuriating sure. about the film, <laughs> that there was a mystery going on that we didn't even know about. We didn't even know there was a mystery with these tattoos that with he finds tattoos, on everybody. the yeah. And well, at, at some point, I they, did. Men- I was they, men- they mention it. Um, Why do you think he was I saw that he was doing it. Yeah. But did, did he at any point say why he's collecting these or visualizing these tattoos in the order that they were killed. So basically, this mob boss is letting all his guys get killed so that he can have the entire fortune. Yeah? That's kind of like one of the secrets. I guess of that's what is happening. I have no idea. Seagal implies that he let his own guys get killed. Yeah. That he I sent these dudes after Seagal yeah. <laughs> so that they would all die. Right. Which, it's I guess, possible. explains the bad, bad guy work. But Could have been both. How did he? How could he have known that? He also sends them in an order that, with their tattoos, reveals a secret code. <laughs> that was pretty bad guy work. How could he have known? Why would it's he do I that? D- uh, so he had questions. all these guys get tattoos that reveal a sentence when you read their tattoos in a specific order, and then had all and them die in that order. And also, when you when you're in his office and you you push all the symbols that are on the wall, it opens up his safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's the code to his safe. <laughs> right. What the fuck? <laughs> what happened? What hey, just man. happened? It was like the Flying Hellfish episode. You of can't really uh, ask what happens in the mind of a Chinese mob boss. I guess, yes, I guess. I guess that's true. Like they always say. <laughs> as the saying goes. <laughs> as the saying yeah, goes. You know, I mean, as the a- ancient Sun Tzu proverb, don't ask what's this happening. This movie was basically, and we've seen this boss. before from Seagal, him going to level one, beating person at level one, saying, "Who's? where's the next guy? Then he goes to level two, Beats that person, says, Who's where's the next, next guy? guy? Why doesn't he ever just say, I want to go get that guy me, on top? Give me the top. Give yeah. me the top why, guy why right it now. Have to be it doesn't work that order. way. Haven't you ever played video games? You can't just be like, where's the final boss, man? you got to beat levels one through ten first. 
Round three, Bulgaria, Chinatown. Yeah. Fight. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> round two, laundromat. So many. You know, this is really reassuring that there's so many Chinatowns all over the world because then I can go anywhere I want in the world and like safely eat places because they're all be low main. Um, when he fights, <laughs> he fights Nightcrawler no, in that barber shop. That's a serious concern for me. See, that, what the fuck are you gonna eat if you ever end up in Bulgaria? I know where I'm going now. Chinatown. 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 All right, that's good. Yeah. That's good well, advice. I'm glad we all agree. What did you say about <laughs> Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler. You love this scene, Flav. What was the point of this guy? Wait, what? Who? When he fights the Nightcrawler oh, guy in the barbershop. The, the oh, guy you mean the guy who's flying around like a monkey? Dude, yeah, that guy yeah, was awesome. Dude. What was his deal? I don't know. Maybe he he's like, like a mystical out. kung fu guy. You know how they have like the monkey style and the tiger style and the dragon style? There was definitely some. He was fucking monkey. Crouching tiger hidden yeah. dragon esque type of. Some like, wire work happening. Steven Seagal did some great hand to hand with him. They had some quick hand work. That and was actually it, like, very cool. I actually scene. looked at like shots of Steven. Like it was fully Steven doing. Like, mm, they had some drawn out uh, shots where you could see Steven. You got to give him credit was, where there credit's due. There's a couple. There was a couple. You got to give Steven, him credit where credit's due. Come on the podcast. Come on. We'll pick your brain. You are an actor. We'll pick your brain. Martial artist will pick your brain. Hashtag kill us on film. Oh, please. Hashtag I love Steven. Let's send a shout out to all our sponsors, of course. Coke, Qdoba, Telefunken, Scent of Action Cologne, Steven Skull's Russian Guns, Mazda, Water, of course, the the giver of life. Uh, Ponds, lakes, uh, rivulets, streams, (laughs) Rolex, estuaries. We're not. uh, All right, Rolex. Keith is wearing nine Rolexes on his right arm right now. Fucking crazy. Uh, Shout out to Mahjong. Because uh, Steven Seagal busts <laughs> into a Mahjong gambling ring. Oh, my God. After defeating Nightcrawler, why did nobody else help fight Steven? Because they know he, better than that, I dude. don't know. That's Come a good on. question. Because he snapped that guy's he spine. He did snap that guy's spine. He did. He, he murders <laughs> a guy for playing he Mahjong. He snapped that guy's spine. He did. He snapped that guy's spine. You know what that makes me think of? <laughs> Mr. Smitty snaps and skip beats with Mr. Smitty. Ha! Oh yeah! Out for a kill. Thousand three. Yeah. Snaps and skip beats. Snapping with Smitty. Come snap me, Mr. Smitty. All right. Unfortunately, this week, boys, we were short on skippies. Oh. For all listeners, for all listeners out there, skippies once again are helicopters. It's what Skull calls a helicopter. Well, he's worked with Skippies for 30 years. He, of course, he knows he, what to call He them. knows what he's talking about. Raj, why does he call them Skippies? Because, I mean, just listen to them. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> uh, never gets old. <laughs> so, we're a big fat goose egg for Skippies today. Right. However, we did have some nice snaps. Mm-hmm. They were we pretty good. We had some violent yeah. snaps. We did. We had some very violent ones. Take we're going to go through, through them. Okay, so our first one happens in the restaurant scene where Seagal is eating dinner with his lovely wife. And um, some Chinese baddies come in and just oh, yeah. rudely interrupt them. Mm-hmm. He gives some guy a very aggressive arm snap. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? It that was, was yeah. we haven't I haven't seen one like that in a long time. Yeah, he fucking compound fractured that. Yeah, straight that was up serious business. All right, and then what we were just talking about this spine snap. Mm-hmm. What he what does he mm-hmm. do? He like mm-hmm. uh he kind of flips this guy over onto like yeah. his shoulders slash neck, and you hear this crack, and the guy's just like laying on the floor bleeding out of his mouth. Yep, basically he's just spine. And that's at the Half Moon Restaurant. That's at the Mahjong game. Yeah, where he busts into the Mahjong game. You don't fuck around with Mahjong over here, there, dude. They have great low main. Um, our next no snap. Ooh, there's another snap. Yeah. Well, dude. our next snap came when, when um, Detective Tommy Ling went into that heroin place to pick up heroin. The old heroin place. The old heroin oh, place. place. No, yeah. they were in that like heroin den with those yeah. like everyone like kind of like nodding off on couches. Hi, and I'd stuff. like some heroin. And yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, I remember. There's a good arm snap there. And also, wait a second. Uh, this is kind of an aside, but yes. Remember that one random dude just jumped out the window? Yeah. Yes, and that's what was that? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the way he was acting. It seemed as if he was proving something He's, to Seagal. Yeah, he wasn't thrown or anything. He just jumped snapped, right out. Though that was a snap on the screen. What's that? That guy. Didn't yeah. Yeah. Snap? Well, I got yeah. I got one on his arm. Yeah. And then we have a next snap. Oh, that was brutal. For Silo. Right. Okay. Yeah. Kills totally. Until kills the main baddie Snapping with the next snap. Oh, so we got close. So yep. our grand total. We got four <laughs> snaps today. Four. It's good. 
It was yeah, good. Not bad. Yeah. Still under. If we had one Skippy, we're hitting the over. One, yeah, exactly. Just one. Hey, guys. We had some. Skippy. Pl- we had a couple planes. It's a yeah. cigar no movie. Skippies though. That plane never left the ground. Nope. <laughs> 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 Lots of green screen. Watching Seagal yeah. pretend to fly that plane was ridiculous. Oh, the green it screen also, so when bad. the detectives are on the ground J- looking at the plane, <laughs> the sky is green screened. You, they couldn't get a shot of the sky. It was so bad. There was it's no so plane in the sky. And the clouds were moving so fast. Oh. Did you notice that? It was like yeah. it seemed like it was like a, a fast odd. motion like time lapse shot or something. The computer effects when Seagal's wife blows up in the house <sighs> also was they just were, Awful, or the smoke in the room in the mahjong game, the bullets in the beginning of hitting the car, everything. It was really poorly done. Yeah, I feel this movie was down to the effects team. Everything was poorly done. Yeah, I feel like this movie was like a game of telephone between twelve different editors with very different visions of how this movie should go. How do you make? How do we make this one work? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Just t- take it's a shot a of the detective and, and superimpose it with some flames. All their tattoos are puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, what? I don't know. Just put it in there. They're <laughs> called ciphers. It's called a cipher. Oh, boy. Yeah, the, I, I couldn't keep track of the geography, the time. It was just hold it on, was can, complete. Can we count these locations? So, wait, hold on. We had Chinatown in Manhattan. Yep. There's New Haven. Yep. There's S- Bulgaria. Yeah. Chinatown in Bulgaria. There's Paris. There's, There's the Chinese, China. Chinese China, Hong Kazakhstan Hong. border. Chinese Kazakhstan border. Yeah. Any other countries we went to? Um, like that. That's like six or seven yeah, right I there. I mean, it. that's insane. It made no sense. You know what? What we could make sense of. Let's take us to a different place that isn't any of those six, Smitty. You want to do it? Let's fucking get on this train out of here, man. Take us away, Smitty. We're going to the island. Island. Of uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Welcome, brother. <laughs> Screwface, good to see you. Hey, oh, my man, it was crazy. Keith David and Father Flavor are crazy, man. What'd they to, do, man? I had to get out of there. They'd be gambling all night. Did you sit on Father Flavor's lap? No, man, but he kept asking about you. Yeah, he oh, talks did about he? you a lot, Tell man. him I said hello. I will. Okay. I Why had to get out and take a breath, though, man. Be taking all my money. Smitty's winking a lot. Why are you licking your lips? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> um, j- I'm Keep your hungry. boy under control. Well, let's maybe, before we totally get to saying our alternate endings, maybe just run through the end of the actual movie. What happened? Which was fucking insane. Okay, it's up to you, man. I'm going to go take some rest. All <laughs> okay. right, see you, man. All right, bye. <laughs> Bye, Screwface. Was that Screwface 1 or Screwface 2, Bremen? Man, whoever knows. <laughs> whoever knows, as whoever they say. Whoever knows. Uh, what happened in the end of this? We get to that tattoo parlor scene. Uh, we, she's tracking him down. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just basically yeah. him him eliminating people from the table of men. Table of men. <laughs> and then finally getting to the table himself and, and it, murdering right, okay. that guy. And that kind of was a cool scene when he gets to that little pagoda and starts... Uh, he sits down with the bad, the ultimate bad guy, and yeah. they have their they sit at thing. the table of men. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of course, <laughs> well, it is a table of men. Table of men. Uh, I do not get this reference. <laughs> it is it, not, a, not reference. a reference. Okay, you just doing that on the fly. All right. Um, they go back to that s- that strip club that had been shot up yeah. earlier in the movie, and now it's fine. Oh, yeah, it's doing great. You know, the people <laughs> need to rally. <laughs> they have rallied. Now they have belly dancers. It seems like. Like, all right, they didn't like the strippers. Let's go with belly dancers. See if that's a little bit better. All right, guys, come on. Chins up. Chins up, everybody. So, okay, yeah, basically, again, he just runs through all these set-piece fights. The laundromat, the uh, car mahjong chase. game, the car chase that was out of... No- I, oh, I I threw forgot about my that. notebook I, yeah, down yeah, in anger. Oh, I was yeah, like, the, yeah, it was so slamming out of his nowhere. Notes on his yeah, you got what aggressive was, with that. It was like a fever dream of just insanity. Like I'm still not sure if we're real. I I think there there is an alternate timeline of our lives where ever since episode twenty <laughs> episode twenty Code of Honor we haven't actually existed. There, I don't know what's happening, but we're not real. We're, we switched into some alternate dimension. Maybe that maybe the, you know the island of alternate dimensions. Is what's Dude, happening that's to us? Trippy as fuck. Yeah, it's possible. Um, so uh, just at the very end, I did love the moment when uh, the bad guy Steven Seagal explains he that he read through all the tattoos and understands the the sentence that this guy was trying to communicate to him and understands the entire plot. Uh, and <laughs> the dude says. You are a scholar of Chinese history and philosophy <laughs> yeah. to figure this out. He's <laughs> like, yes, he is. That's oh, exactly yeah. what he is. Seagal getting high fived <laughs> throughout by all the bad guys. Um, There's an attaboy for you. Yeah, okay. 
And then he throws the sword at that dude yeah. oh, through yeah, the I office window about, I totally forgot about to, to decapitate him. From that, yeah. that was pretty good. That was pretty good uh, ending to that guy. That yeah, was he so this guy is running. Insane. This bad guy somehow is running away to his car, and Seagal sees him through the window, like two stories above, and like throws his samurai sword <laughs> like horizontally through the air and slices his head clean off. Through a fucking window. It was out of control. And the limo awesome. takes off. Yeah, and then <laughs> the limo, the limo leaves. just leaves. <laughs> like, shit, I'm out of here. I would love to see. Okay, here's an alternate. Is that Casey Ryback in the fucking I would love to see what the limo driver's doing after this. <laughs> Do you think the limo dri- li- ri- driver is oh, the same guy I, from I got, Under Siege? I got one. Or, um, go, go for it, Smitty. All right, so the limo driver narrowly escapes. Gets on a boat to the United States. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Suburban America. He is... The limo driver from Blank Check. <laughs> <laughs> of course, oh, of course, man. yes. And he has Was a dark and mysterious oh, past yes, yeah, where he saw yeah. a man beheaded, yeah. drove away, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. immediately got <laughs> learned English. Um, okay. okay, here's my here's my alternate. This is an alternate film. Okay, and this is kind of what I've been talking about with oh, my experience of this movie. God, um, it's it's Slaughterhouse Five or Groundhog's Day, um, but it's this Seagal movie out for a kill. We just take all the scenes. And reorder them at, at random. You could do. You could just do. Th- clip them up, throw them on the floor, put them in any order. Okay. But it always starts with Seagal waking up in bed to Sonny and Cher's "I Got You, Babe," <laughs> looking at the alarm clock, going, "Ugh." Oh. Then going out and he has to kill a different person today. <laughs> the detectives are after him. He doesn't. He could be in a Bulgaria. He could be on the Russia-Kazakhstan border or the China-Kazakhstan border. Uh, he could be in Alaska fixing uh, oil rigs. Uh, who knows? I'm turning into Jeff Goldblum. I uh, like uh, it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like that. That's great. Um, and then it's just he has to. His goal is that he has to get the female detective to fall in love with him. <laughs> and that's easy. She, she's his uh, Andy McDowell. That's good. And uh, that uh, kind of happens at the end of the movie. It, it does. Yeah. It does happen. He gets over his wife's <laughs> death so quickly. What, three weeks. And Tobolowski is Ned Ryerson, oh. but he's also the serial killer uh, from Glimmerman. Nice. Okay. And they have the same see. They have the same <laughs> Ned Ryerson scene every time, but every time Tobolowski uh, kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> Tobolowski, come on the podcast. Oh we God. love you, man. Steven, come you, on Tobes. on the podcast. Hashtag kill us on film. What do you got, Flav? Oh, I got a good one. I just need to look up the character name of this one person because it's going to bring it all together. Raj, you become very measured Trust in Sigalian me. since you became a sensei. <laughs> I noticed today. What? Raj's hands are clasped, have been clasped this whole time in a He's very Sigal fashion. On the very couch. cross-legged. <laughs> All right, you guys are going to like mine. I've got a really good alternate ending slash middle and into an ending. All right, so. It is. Somewhere along like three quarters of the movie, this the chick chick cop Tommy Ling or whatever. Yeah. Um, runs into uh no uh runs into these ta- the tattoo chicks at the tattoo parlor. Yep. And they oh, like okay. kind of have uh a little sexual, like, you know, there's a little tension there where they're, like, kind of pawing at each other, and they're like, what do you want? Like, they're kind of talking about heroin, but I'm, like, kind of talking about banging. That was, it was pretty So, hot. it starts with that. It starts with that kind of hot and heavy scene. Those guys reminded me, do you guys remember the band Tattoo? Yes. All the things you said, all, all the things you said, running through my head, running through my head, all the things you said. Those girls reminded me of them. Okay. I'm just saying. And they were also tattoo artists. Oh, God. Okay. Were they? Uh, I'm too young yeah. for that. Or no, well, tattoo. tattoo was called tattoo. Yeah. These girls were tattoo artists. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. she leaves for that, but she feels that tension inside of her. And then this fucking guy, <laughs> this other cop that she works with, you know, Christopher he, he's, Bologna. He's known for saying a couple. He has a couple puns <laughs> and some like not very good one-liners. Yeah. Oh, bad. She just cracks. gets tired of it, and she's like, "Shut the fuck up," and just like she's just tired of him, so she fucking beats him up and leaves. Which is not good because their partner, you can't do that to another cop. Okay, it still but makes she, as much sense as the movie. Keep but going. she goes <laughs> back to the tattoo parlor and then she's like, mm-hmm. fuck this life. And she just starts to make out with these, both these chicks. They end up having okay. a wild threesome, right? Okay. And we film all of it. <laughs> Full frontal. Full and penetration. So then they have this threesome and she decides, fuck being a part of the cop. I want to live on the bad side. So they start helping Steven kill off the Chinese gang. Ooh, okay. The table, the key keeps going shots to the table and it keeps getting smaller and smaller, just like the movie because Steven kills off all these people. And finally, like the last three guys, like, turn on the head guy. They're like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, 
we don't want to get killed trying to go after this. So they kill this, like, dude who's, like, unnecessary silo, who's unnecessarily, like, putting them all in danger. They turn on the mob boss. Yes. The underlings. Okay. Like, the last three, finally, when they notice that the other, like, nine people have died hey, I recognize them. a pattern to this. Yes. They're like, this isn't happening. So they turn on silo and they kill him. So the very end, in the next shot, you see Steven in the head seat. And he's like, I thank you guys for coming to Sense and, you know, bringing order to this business. And he's like, I'd like you to meet our new partners that will replace the men we lost. And it's Treach, Keith oh, B. David, yes. Ja Rule, mm-hmm. DMX, Stone Cold, and Sunti. <laughs> oh, I love Stone Cold. Sunti from me a Belly fist of bump. the Beast. Oh, Sunti, oh, we will miss you, man. who else at the other opposite end of the table but, of course, the young girl from... Fucking out of out reach. reach. <laughs> we taught Cypher's oh. too, who's helping him through this whole thing. Nice. We didn't even know. Oh my goodness. Surprise at the end. She was actually helping him decipher all these fucking Chinese riddles in the first place. A regular so who's who of seriously Seagal. They basically replaced this gang, essentially. Oh man. I like it. I would love to see that whole cast put on a, a rendition of the hit Broadway show Hamilton. With Steven Seagal as Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> I think that would actually be really good. <laughs> Keith David as George Washington. Holy Ooh. shit, Oh, Keith. man. Freedom. Morris Chestnut as <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Ooh, this is, this is really this good, is you good. guys. Let's make this happen. Yeah. What's your name, man? So that oh, would be my Steve alternate middle slash end. I think it works quite well. Well, that's certainly better than the movie we saw today. I <laughs> enjoyed this movie, Kill 2003. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I d- it was entertaining, but it was poorly constructed and very quizzical. I think throughout. It was poorly constructed. Yes, well said, Keith. Very going much into thing. this one, I was just checking out some like reviews, and even on IMDb, the Seagal fans were not too thrilled about this one. <laughs> it was just so the voiceover <laughs> stuff was so bad. It was so uh, bad. It was just right from the ex- beginning. So much slow motion too. First thing I like, write, I write down. They fucked this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first note. You could amazing. tell. You could just tell that this was bad. That this was bad. Um, everybody, go watch it. <laughs> Good luck. It's a cla- It's a classic. Godspeed. Um, okay, so we're wrapping up, but we want to find out what we're what movie are we doing next week? I think uh, get people we on top are, of it. Uh, we're jumping. A couple years in the future from this movie. Okay, just actually. like this movie does, perhaps. Well. There were flashbacks into flashbacks. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it jumped into the future, but (laughs) there was definitely flashbacks into unnecessary, like, clips of people, like, laughing or something. There are people who have flashbacks who weren't at the thing they're flashing (laughs) back to. Yes, that too. (laughs) Okay. So the next week, a mercenary gets involved in a mission that threatens the lives of his kin. In order to succeed, he must break into one of the most well-guarded prisons Ooh, in yes. Eastern Europe Prison. and free Eastern the son Europe. of the most notorious drug lord in the world. Steven Seagal is John Seeger, directed by Don E. Fontelroy. Oh, 2006's Mercenary for Justice. Oh, boy, oh, we're in for shit. it. Yes, sir. Uh, Don E. Fontelroy, our old friend. Our good friend, Don E. Uh, coog of a wife. <laughs> <laughs> loves him. Um, I bet Bing Dang is a producer. Um, hopefully, I'm looking at least ho- assistant. Hopefully, produced by. Wow, there's a lot of people that <laughs> produced it. No, no Bing Dang. No, no Bing Dang. What else has he usually done? What, <laughs> what assistant? Kind of uh, yeah. No, I mean oh, like I what like other <laughs> things has been? He's do? been the assistant to Mr. Seagal. He's done. He's been a stunt coordinator. I think he's been a stunt man as well. Bin Dang has oh, had okay. a seriously pretty amazing life. We <laughs> come on the podcast, tweet us Please, at Bindang. seriously Seagal. Hit us up on Facebook, seriously Seagal. Kill us on film. Hashtag kill us on film. Steven Seagal, please. <laughs> snap, snap, neck. Okay, do you guys have anything else about this <laughs> this movie? Out for Kill 2003. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> trying to think. Oh, uh, Raj, if you got something, you can go. No, I'm I'm just trying to find Bin Dang, and I can't. Oh, can't oh welcome to Chinese guy. prison here, yeah. whatever. Oh, oh, what I was gonna say hey. is we didn't even talk about it. that guy dies. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's right, Maloney Christopher Maloney. Yeah, and Stephen hooks shot. up with the chick at the end, right? He hooks up with the other cop. Right. That scene was That's all right, that yeah. stuff was just I d- there was no emotional stakes whatsoever. I didn't care. And literally I couldn't tell what was going on. Too. Wait, have we that seen too. Mercenary oh. Absolution? We haven't, right? That's our that's our last episode, number fourteen. People might remember yeah. not hearing because it. Because <laughs> the one we're watching next week is just the prequel to that. What? 
Mercenary Justice. <laughs> Absolution is the sequel to Mercenary Justice. All right, we got to do some fucking research. Uh, we got to figure this out. <laughs> Steven Seagal wore jeans throughout this movie and offended my sensibilities. This has been P Bear, oh my God. Brown Man, and Mr. Smitty. And this is Seriously Seagal. <laughs> Did you think that I was going to tell them that they're risking their lives so that we can get rich off of diamonds and oil? Uh, Jones, call in the chopper. Samuels, load up all the bones. Fill in the goddamn chopper now! right now. Listen, I want every cop in this job for second place at that bank right now. You understand me? Fucking kill you right now, boy. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe not right now. <laughs>